0: Norwich Academy Prevention Council podcast. I'm Avery Holsworth, a senior and four-year member of the NFA Prevention Council. And I'm Michaela Kelly. I am also a senior and have been working on the NFA Prevention Council for two years. This podcast will be used to spread information about drug use in the Norwich community and our clubs and city's efforts to mitigate the use of different drugs. For our first week, we're focusing on prescription drugs and we'll have guest Officer Calero to talk about our prescription drug use in the community and our city drug drop boxes. But first, let's talk about what prescription drugs are and their prevalence in our community. Prescription drugs are often strong medications, which is why they require a doctor's prescription. There are three types, opioids, depressants, and stimulants. And although these drugs can be beneficial when used correctly, they require the consideration of personal information, such as medical conditions, and dosage and can cause many side effects. Unsafe use of prescription drugs includes, but is not limited to, taking drugs not prescribed to yourself, taking it in a way other than prescribed, taking it in improper dosage, taking the prescription to feel a high, and mixing it with other medications that are not approved by your doctor. An School survey that collected data from students from 7th to 12th grade found that 8% of students have used downers such as sleeping pills or sedatives without a prescription. This same survey found that 7% of students reported using pain medications without a prescription. Now that we know a little bit more about the dangers of using prescription medications, let's talk with Officer Calero. Thank you for being with us today, Officer Calero. Taking into consideration the dangers of prescription drug misuse in our own community, what do you recommend to help the community address this issue?
1: Hi, this is Jake Laura. I'm a uh, police officer with the city of Norwich. I've been here for 17 years. Um, During my time here, I've been a detective, uh, an FBI task force member, um, DEA and ATF task force member. I've done undercover narcotics. Um, I've done quite the plethora of drug work, and now I'm on the community policing team uh, with myself, Sergeant Rank, and then we work in uh, conjunction with Ray Allen, um, doing different types of prevention matter, uh, measures for, uh, the community. So I'm happy to do this podcast. So, um, here at the Norris PD, our narcotics unit that I was a part of for more than a decade is, uh, primarily engaged with, uh, preventing the flow of drugs into the community. So the way that we did that, um, through the FBI was to um, go from the local level and then try to get the source of supply out of the country um, to try to do a big picture narcotic elimination um, on that side of things. What we do in community policing is that we use what's um, primarily termed as our crisis intervention model. Uh, When dealing with people with mental illness, um, we would drive around with clinicians and then we would go to those calls with people in distress and um, talk to them as far as that goes and try to get them help. So we use that model and we have recovery coaches that we'll bring to people that are having issues with substance abuse and them to rehabilitation facilities to ongoing assistance to try to help uh get them clean um the model's been you know successful in the past and we're happy with you know how it's working out it's kind of in its infancy we started it last year um but that is how we're trying uh to reduce the impact of not just prescription drugs but all drug misuse um We also have a uh, pill give back day where we'll be at the police department and then take in medications, any medications, not just opioid, um, from people and uh, discard it through um, DEA and work in conjunction with them to try to get as many medications off of the shelves to make sure that they're not available for kids to um, get a hold of and misuse. We also have a mailbox in the police department that is open 24 hours a day that you can discard your pills that uh you didn't use or um you know over prescribed pills or however uh you know you come in contact with them you can discard them at the police department no questions asked in the mailbox for destruction
0: what else could you tell us about the prescription
1: opioid drop-off sites in our community well i think I, i just answered that the uh we have the the mailbox at the pd I also believe you can hand them off at um, Walgreens and CVS um, for uh, for destruction.
0: What do you think are some factors that
1: contribute to the abuse of prescription drugs such as opioids in the community? I would say not taking the drugs as they were prescribed is one of the big issues. Um, When dealing with, with pain, you wanna follow, or really dealing with anything, you wanna follow the doctor's Instructions on how to take the drugs. A lot of times, people will deviate from those instructions, um, and that can cause problems uh, later on, and problems in the you know the, the near future with overdoses and um, ongoing addiction issues, and then not giving, not bringing them to the mailbox or or destroying them after uh, you're done and you have some left over, if you have any left over.
0: What are some factors that contribute to the abuse of prescription drugs, such as opioids, in the community?
1: So, As a a community, I think we really need to work together as a community. I think that the police, the mental health professionals, and um, more based on, on you guys, the education side of things, I think we can all kind of do things a little bit Um, better to get better results. So uh, on an enforcement guideline, I think that we need to work with the court system on our um, behalf and try to make sure that the people that are distributing drugs in the community get a legitimate sentence for for doing that, for causing a death of someone um, right now. There is kind of some confusion on on where the, the onus of liability is and I, I think that if we made that a little clearer with the court system and had a couple more, um, wins with that, I, I know that Putnam just had a recent, uh, manslaughter charge that was brought against by someone that dealt drugs and caused the person's death. Uh, Waterford has a case right now that's ongoing where they, uh, they went to an overdose, they tracked it back to the dealer and, um, that person was charged with manslaughter. I think that that's what we should strive to do, and I think that that is um, you know, helpful in, in slowing the flow of drugs to the community. I think that um, you know, mental health, I think that our program and model that we have um, should be instituted more it, it should be a, a more widespread institution of the program. I think that we have a great model but what we lack is funding and i think what we need is more clinicians more recovery coaches more beds for rehabilitation centers and uh more help for for people that are trying to reach out for help that you know they're they're at a low point and they need some some guidance into um addiction facilities and as far as education um Me and my sergeant, Sergeant Rankin, were just talking about this. Um, When we went through and we had D.A.R.E., some of the information in D.A.R.E. wasn't um, totally realistic, Um, and I think that there was a pushback in later generations because of it. Um, And, you know, pills were never made a priority in the D.A.R.E. program, primarily because they didn't exist. I mean, opioid pain medication didn't really become widely available until the mid 2000s um when it did i mean we had people taking essentially heroin as a pain management um product and people weren't really told about all of the dangers and the addiction that came along with that and then with stricter um Oversight, and then you know the prescribers were were then getting arrested by DEA for mis prescribing pills. They became harder to get, which didn't help all of these people that were now addicted to prescription drugs. Which then yielded itself into the uh, the heroin epidemic, which is now the fentanyl epidemic. Um, I think that we need to educate our. You know our high school people, and you know our younger younger people. That these these pills are are just as bad as, you know, street level drugs or even worse, and they can cause death. And they need to be um, handled and controlled at a level that, you know, we handle and control the most dangerous substances on the planet, and um, take it a little bit more seriously. I think that if we had a program that could specifically delineate what these issues were and you know what happens if you use them and um kind of rolled it out like that I think that we would have a little bit more success in the back end as far as um the amount of overdoses that we we go to on a daily basis but like I said, this is my opinion, and if uh, you want to talk further about it, just don't hesitate to reach out. I'm Jake Laura with the Community Policing Unit, and um, you know we're available for questions, concerns, or uh, you know discussions on the subject, whatever. But it was good talking with you guys. I appreciate it. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you so much for talking with this officer and answering our questions. We hope that our listeners were able to learn more about the opioid crisis in our community and will feel inspired to do what they can to help. Remember to take prescription drugs safely and discard remaining prescriptions at safe and designated locations in our community. Thank you for listening and please continue to tune in to future NFA Prevention Council podcasts about other drugs in the following months. Have a great day and stay safe.